Hi, and welcome to the RPG Academy's Show and Tell. Show and Tell is a show where we like to bring on someone in the RPG space and talk about something cool they're working on. I'm Mo, and today we're talking to Alex Barty, designer of Errant Challengers. My name is Alex, you may know me online as folks, and the game I've been developing for about the past two years is Errant Challengers. Errant Challengers is a long-term tabletop RPG system that is designed to give cinematic, competitive, and complex combats to your everyday tabletop games. Nice. Um, cinematic and complex combat uh, for the crunchy folks in the room. Uh, I want to talk about that, but before we get into that, uh, what, 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 why'd you get into uh, game design? So I actually got started in tabletop RPGs about 12 years ago when I started in high school. And ever since then, I've just had a big passion for developing games. And while I may have stopped playing TTRPGs after that first group blew up, uh, I uh, soon after that, I got back into tabletop RPGs and have been a dungeon master for about the past eight years. Nice. And what from being a dungeon i know i know there's a certain part of gming or dming that uh you know you end up just kind of you know putting stuff together and kit bashing stuff but what made you want to actually design a whole game so i found that uh i run a lot of very unconventional settings uh just in general and as a result i tend to require either a lot of homebrew on an existing system or just to create an entire system of my own uh, I created a system previously for a multiverse setting I was running, but that proved very unwieldy, and moving back more into a more classic fantasy uh, is where I developed Errant Challengers. Nice. Um, I guess, did you start off playing D&D &D like most people my age? Uh, the first time I was playing, I was actually playing Pathfinder, and... Oh, okay. Uh, I played Pathfinder up through about mid-college when I developed my first new system and was running that for a few years and then eventually switched over to 5e once I started running Classic Fantasy. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, so this is not Pathfinder. This is not 5e. Uh, what kind of feelings am I going to get playing Errant Ch Challenger? Errant Challengers uh, will give you a great ability to customize your character. You can multi-class a lot. The system is designed to support it, but should also have a lot of familiar things uh, to you if you are used to those more uh, widespread tabletop game systems. Mm -hmm. The big thing that Errant Challengers provides is tactical combat. Uh, the entire system is all built to create interaction between characters, and most... Uh, and that is through things like a combo system where you can synergize abilities together, uh, use, uh, act as force multipliers in terms of teamwork with your allies. But a big part of this as well is the cinematic combats. If you want to play that archer who is jumping over the spike pit, letting loose an arrow mid-jump, rolling across mm -hmm. the ground, kicking New York in the groin, setting him flying, and hitting him with another arrow mid-air before he hits the ground, you can absolutely do that in this game. It's all completely supported by the rules, and that can be done by a third-level character. Mm, okay. Um, is Now, you're, you're telling me about these really cinematic scenes 
and uh like this really awesome level of like uh i i the word cinematic keeps coming to mind cinematic wish fulfillment uh is there a op opportunity in any of those steps for you to fail at anything for whenever you uh i do kind of need to get to level up anytime you take a level up you get a new ability and uh -huh. when you get when you learn those abilities that is essentially a somewhat guaranteed success on certain actions oh, okay. uh in the case of that say jumping over the spike pit uh that ability is one called kinetic shot uh which is for our hunter class and that allows them to dash a certain distance so as long as the gap is 20 feet or less they can clear it without having to roll mm. what they do need to roll on is whether or not that arrow hits gotcha gotcha so you get some kind of feats or special abilities that are guaranteed um but it sounds like landing the actual punch or sword or arrow is still determined by the dice is that it that is correct nice yeah um, uh and then going in with the synergies because uh kinetic shot also has one of its own if the uh, hunter uses that and actually crosses a dangerous obstacle they actually deal bonus damage on that attack so it really encourages them to uh use their teammates uh environmental hazards that they set up or just play super aggressive going straight in gotcha as an archer <laughs> gotcha okay this is this is sounding pretty interesting um so everybody gets an opportunity to do something awesome so mm -hmm uh kinetic attack which sounds like it could be swinging from a chandelier or jumping over a parapet um mm -hmm. and that kinetic action gives you a bonus to your point to to hit is that the deal um kinetic shot uh ha basically has two components where it's a static movement increase in addition to your attack so using that same attack action you're also moving mm -hmm. uh but uh, if you fulfill one of its various synergy conditions, you can get advantage on the attack or bonus damage. Nice, nice. Um, so it sounds like this game is going to be less about the court intrigue and politics <laughs> and more about the brawls that happen when uh, when negotiations break down. Is, is that right? <laughs> you could say that. Uh, the system does have all of the tools you need in order to running in order to run those courtroom court uh political intrigue type quests mm -hmm. uh and uh, i intentionally keep those bits of rules light so you are welcome to kind of role play and fill right. in the blanks right um but what we have significantly worked on is that combat making sure that feels good right. uh you're never doing the same thing uh twice uh you're never doing the same thing two turns in a row and we're trying to make sure that stuff is something new is always happening gotcha this is interesting um so i'm really seeing lots of opportunities for the players to be awesome and do action and that's that that's that's always makes for a great game how do you support gms and uh and running games like this so for starters you can actually use a very simple stat block uh you can even use monsters from other systems and just mm -hmm. retune the numbers a little bit mm -hmm. uh to be on the proper scale of errant challengers but uh one of the other great things about the system is that the dungeon master can actually dig into the tool of uh the toolbox that players have to create their monsters so let's take a classic monster say 
a displacer beast like you might see right. in a fifth edition game um in addition to its displacement ability uh the dungeon master could also dig into say the tamer abilities and give that dis uh displacer beast rend uh which allows them to basically uh slash the ankles of the player <laughs> nice um so i I'm, I'm stuck on your 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 running attack um do you is there a um a mechanic for uh gms being kind of engaged with or building adventures to have opportunities for this um rushing attack um and stuff like that like it sounds like you probably have a whole list of like really cool stuff you can do and um what i know from playing some games where you build your character to do the cool thing like you really want the cool thing to show up in the game <laughs> yep um, sometimes for very specific synergy bonuses, like the jump over hazard one, you mm -hmm. won't always get that. Uh, however, there are abilities across just about all the classes that can enable all of those synergy conditions to be fulfilled. For example, mm. if you are partnered up with a witch, for example, the witch has an ability which spreads fire everywhere and it creates these big walls of fire. That big wall of fire is That's also a hazard, something, which right, means something you could jump over, God, which means God, their God. hunter friend can, yep. <laughs> nice nice um what what are what are the the so we, we've talked before um what are some of the character choices that players can choose when they're building characters so uh one of the big things i wanted to do is give the players a lot of choices but also contain each of those choices to just a few options at each step so mm -hmm. at first level there are seven classes you pick from and that is your fighter your rogue your archer mage sorcerer uh, uh priest and mm -hmm. artificer and gotcha. uh each one of those has five subclasses within it which uh are so fleshed out that they're effectively classes on their own as a result there's about 35 classes gotcha uh, once you, you hit second level but you start at these base what's six or seven you start at then... the base seven and then each one of those uh when you hit level two you choose one of the five subclasses they have gotcha gotcha that's pretty cool um, so it starts off in a very familiar place. And then as you get into playing a game, you start really kind of growing and learning and saying, oh, I want to make this choice that's specific to this game. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, each time you level up, you're gaining a new ability that you can use in combat. Mm -hmm. uh, and all of these are, uh, are can be big flashy abilities or small synergy abilities to set up your other ones. Uh, and each time you level up, you're getting another one. Uh, gotcha. And the great thing about the system is that you're not contained to that one subclass. You are, uh, the system is designed to allow you to pick up stuff from other ones. So if you're, say, going archer and you start playing a hunter, but you realize you really want to have, say, the herbal healing that the tamer class has, you can easily mm -hmm. take one dip in tamer and pick up the herbal healing without, uh, without losing scaling on your hunter stuff. Gotcha. And is herbal healing something that happens in combat or is that like the hazardous jump? Uh, the herbal healing is an active ability uh, and it's basically lay on hands, uh, mm -hmm. but uses uh, the character's physical, uh, physical resources instead of magic. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Okay. Um, I'm 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 stuck on this uh, hazardous jump. What other kind of uh, feats of cool stuff 
do, do, will will players kind of come across? There's a lot of them. Uh, what one what of the are some of your favorites? Uh, one of the classes that's really built around their synergy is the Pyromancer, where they have uh -huh. a subclass of uh, their passive. They have a passive ability where anytime they deal fire damage, they light enemies on fire with magical fire, and they have mm -hmm. a whole bunch of abilities that build off of that. Uh, detonate causes everyone who's magically on fire to just explode. Um, gotcha. Flame a spear throws a projectile and if that person is on fire it creates an additional explosion allowing you to double dip on the damage uh while also spreading the their fire to everyone else around them gotcha um and it sounds like the character the pcs get very dangerous um how how do how do you manage uh, we're talking about combat here so how do you manage the getting hit and taking damage of it all Generally speaking, uh, a lot of the numbers are weighted in favor of stuff happening, and stuff happening is taking damage. Uh, so uh, I'd say that on average, there's probably about a 60% chance that you take damage from a given attack, assuming numbers are equal. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the other big changes but, is but, that... But how, do, how does that work? Like, do I have to hit an armor class? Do uh, I have yes. to... Uh, combat is... your uh, is you roll your attack, uh, and if you beat your uh, meets or beat your opponent's armor class, the attack hits. Roll damage. Uh -huh. uh, so very, uh, very familiar in terms of that. What isn't familiar is how we do our rolls. Uh, we have actually ditched the d twenty, and uh, the rolls that you make for this system are actually done in three d eight. Okay, d eight. Um, Little yep. love for the d eights. Nice. Yep. Very underused dice, but we found that 3d8 is actually really fun to play with. Um, okay. And uh, some of the things you can expect is uh, a critical attack is done when you get a pair of eights. Mm -hmm. uh, advantage is you're rolling an additional eight and then just keeping the best three. Mm -hmm. uh, disadvantage is the opposite. Um, but we also have a clear way to make skills and saving throws crits, which normally don't, uh, and have that on a accurate rate, which is triple eights or triple ones. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So instead um, of 5% of the time to crits, it's now 0.2% of the time to crit right. skill. Right. For for those GMs who don't like swingy games. Um, yep. <laughs> so uh, you're, you're talking about players attacking. Um, and, uh, you know, as somebody who's GM'd a couple games, I'm talking about the players taking damage. Uh, is that based on the players to hit roll? Is the GM in turn responding by rolling dice? How does that work? Uh, the monsters uh, function very similarly to players in that regard, where the monster has its own health, it has its own attack bonus, uh, and if the monster rolls its attack and hits the player, the player takes damage. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, it's funny. A lot of people, um, there are a lot of these new games, new indie games, and I guess this counts as one of those, where yep. um, there's starting to be this kind of reluctance for GMs to actually roll dice. And you know, if your players are really annoying, that that that's something you miss. Uh, <laughs> there, there's also these written rules that say you should be fans of your players, even if your players are annoying. Um, yep. And it, it sounds like you're giving your your players all these cool things to do. And um, yes. Uh, yep. I can imagine there might be an annoyance factor. <laughs> <laughs> I run over a, the the parapet. I shoot him in the eye with an arrow. I make him explode. Oh, okay. Yep. 
Uh, that was fun. Thing is, though, is that a lot of what the players can do, uh, we made sure to keep the class identity of what each class can do very consistent. So if you have a pyromancer, they're going to be spreading fire. There's not going to be an instant where you're like, I'm sorry, did you just say polymorph the uh, the monster? What did you get that? <laughs> okay. So yeah. are you saying that the, the class tracks are very kind of, they start to narrow and narrow more? Uh, yes. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the classes, we made sure that they are pretty narrow in terms of what they do. We wanted to make sure that each one of them captures the core idea of what that class should be. And mm -hmm. then your flexibility comes from multi-classing. Gotcha. And do, is this like D&D &D that you get experience by killing stuff and beating stuff up? Uh, we acknowledge that there's a lot of changes in the tabletop games uh, nowadays, like milestone leveling, story mm -hmm, beats, mm -hmm. uh, quest base. Uh, and we explicitly say that in the rules that you're welcome to use the leveling system but uh, of your choice. But we do also have a recommended one, which I use for my games, which is uh, Quest XP, where uh, each quest is assigned a level of what you expect the party to be at in order to complete it. Uh, and that gives a certain amount of experience when it's completed. Gotcha. So that means you also kind of create level up opportunities out. Like somebody doesn't like figure out how to how to do a Vorpal move like in the middle mm -hmm. of a fight. Yep. Uh, there is one exception, but that's still very much in the uh, uh, in the development side of things. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. Um, so um, this is pretty awesome. Uh, my my big question is, if somebody were really interested in Arant Challenger, um, like, are there any APs or extra media out there for them to check out? So we do have a live play that's actually playing on Monday nights at 6 p.m. PST. Uh, okay. And that is, uh, I'm actually not even the GM for that one. Uh, that is done by one of my players who has also been a big help in developing the system. Mm -hmm. uh, and is this like on Twitch? Uh, both Twitch and YouTube. Uh, nice. Username Inkwormling. Nice. Well, well, we'll put that in the chat. So like if people are interested, they can kind of come and check this out. Um, how can listeners support you and... Um, uh, well, actually, look, look, the other dub question uh, is Errant Night, uh, sorry, Errant Challengers. <laughs> uh, I remember reading little reading books. Uh, we were talking offline. It's so funny because um, you keep saying Errant and I keep saying Arant. And uh, <laughs> this word, E-R-R-A-N-T, is a word I, I first came across as a reader. And then um, I later heard people saying it. And it was wrong from what I had been saying in my head as a reader for years. <laughs> <laughs> so um, is I, I i beg your pardon uh if i say it wrong but uh is errant challengers uh available for download or for purchase anywhere at the current moment uh the full rules is also a, is completely available on the itch page uh -huh. um and that also includes a beginner box which has a very simplified version of the rules uh so you can mm -hmm. run it much easier at level one uh including a whole bunch of uh a bunch of level one tutorial sheets which uh condense the massive amount of rules to a single piece of paper for each character a character sheet you invented the character sheet what a brilliant idea yeah. i kid i kid yeah. <laughs> no um 
it, it's it's interesting. I I think uh, the character sheet has definitely evolved from uh, you know what we used to print off the back of uh, of the D and D player's guide when I was a kid. So um, I, I'm glad you put some 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 effort into that, and you know, making it more specific to your game. Yeah. Um, so it's available on itch. Um, a lot of people who uh, come on to show and tell end up talking about a Kickstarter. Is that something we should be talking about? Uh, uh, currently, there is no Kickstarter. However, uh, if we start really, uh, if a lot of people take interest and really start building, I will, I am absolutely open to starting up a Kickstarter uh, once we have the right support to get that off the ground um, in order to further development of the system and make sure that we have that more professional presentation. Wow. So you you just designing the game and making sure it's right. And then if the people want it, you're going to take it to them. That sounds so responsible and mature. I, I wish I have been as responsible and mature in the past. <laughs> um, good for you. That's awesome. Um, if people wanted to follow you or become part of your community, how would they go about doing that? We have a link to our Discord server, which is in uh, which is on the itch page. Nice. So they could check out your Discord. Uh, it's a it's a weird question. Are are there social media links that people should go to? Uh, are people still on Twitter, Mastodon? <laughs> um, we currently don't have those at the moment. We're mostly focused on Discord. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Come see us. Come hang. Come be fun. Yep. Um, no if you're looking no for a game, no I. If you're looking for a game, I can absolutely run sessions to get people in, uh, and show you the ropes. Nice. You're not. You're not shouting in the void about it. I love it. All right. Well. Um. Yeah. Uh, did you want to shout out any of your uh, co-designers? Do you? Or, or is this a solo endeavor for you? Uh. So the big two people who have been huge helps on the project. Uh, are uh, two of my players by the names of Scat the Goblin and Inkwormling. Uh, they've been a huge help. Uh, don't want to share real names uh, in case they don't want to yet, but... Nice. Yeah, they have been a massive amount of help. Uh, Scat's for doing a lot of text for the documents uh, and helping to fill out the many abilities and mm -hmm. of Ink for setting up the live play. Nice. And, and their, their government names aren't relevant. If you join the Discord, they're there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome thank you so much for your time alex um yep. uh yeah uh yep. this sounds really exciting uh i'm definitely going to check out uh one of these uh friday games on 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 youtube uh, and uh, see uh, one of these monday games on youtube <laughs> and see how wild and crazy they are the the beautiful thing about putting stuff on youtube is it's always there the the worst thing about putting stuff on YouTube is it's always there. <laughs> yep. <sighs> All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, you can follow the adventures of uh, Ka'ul, the Froak's uh, assassin, and Meatball, the Canid Grenadier. Da da da. <laughs> All right. Uh, that that can't. Uh, the live play is already a off to a crazy starts. You've heard this. Uh, you may have heard the stories of how crazy Bard plus Rogue Gannett gets. Mm -hmm. This is or this is Rogue plus Artificer. 
Okay. Well, I, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Uh, there is actually one more thing I did want to mention, uh, and that is kind of rolling back to the combat stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we have, uh, Because of the focus on interaction we've, uh, that I built into the system, we've actually got functional PvP. Oh. Yeah. So, so uh, for those who, who love it, players uh, can fight players. Yes. Uh, I'm not saying that player that's campaigns have to do that but if players wanted to fight players in a more right. competitive context uh and treat it as a competitive board game they absolutely could and it actually works really well oh okay so you you can really have around challengers like street fighter <laughs> <laughs> yep uh we had a couple of uh, arena battles in my uh in my main campaign uh recently and we had a a face down of a a brawler versus a pyromancer and that resulted in the brawler charging in uh smashing with the hammer uh that character was really focused on cup checking with it which is a fan favorite ability mm -hmm. uh while the pyromancer was jumping around the arena throwing uh midair fireballs and uh everything got really crazy and down to the wire <laughs> nice well uh, if people are interested in a game that offers PvP around challengers, is uh, a choice on the list. All right, thanks for joining us, Alex. Uh, this sounds Glad like a here. really fun kind of, you know, game that, you know, you could kind of play to cut, cut, cut loose and let off some steam. Yep. If you want to roll dice and shoot bad guys, we got you covered. There we go. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize, but there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. Music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions. 
used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.